right from, from the ground up and in the wider community to the students, the teachers, the staff, the community, the iwi, everyone had a voice in building their vision. There's that old saying, what is it, leaders grow great leaders, not good followers. <laughs> You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora, my name's Anadu Whites. Kia ora, I'm Angela Vermeulen. Kia ora, Ange. Thanks for joining me in this podcast. Ange, I know working alongside you and hearing your stories about how you support schools. And I wonder, Ange, may I invite you to tell a story about how you have supported some educators to lead change within their setting? Kia ora. I would love to share a story. Uh, this is a story where I have worked with a bunch of incredible leaders, senior leadership teams, around building a vision as they were heading into brand new learning spaces and a brand new building. It began with really building a vision, and that's really important. We, we, the leadership realised they needed a, a vision for learning, so we collected a lot of voice, wanted them to work with their staff, and this was all about ownership. We use this through different change leadership tools and getting a good idea of where they sit currently, mm-hmm. using a tool such as an education positioning system to find out where they currently are in order to build their vision. Then they realised we needed to start with the why. We looked at the beliefs and, and gathered a lot of voice based around students, community, iwi. We collected a lot of voice about why. So we used a, um, a framework from Julia Aitken mm-hmm. around starting to really understand what was powerful learning and what would the powerful learning be in this new space. So then from there, we gathered all the voice and we used the cultural narrative. And the cultural narrative is something that is gifted to the school through the the runanga. It is something that is happening within Canterbury coming out of the Christchurch earthquakes. So this was really powerful to ensure that we, we used the cultural narrative to do this. We then moved into back out to that principal circle of the powerful learning. So what are the principles that align to their, their why? And the why was always about the learners at the centre of that change. So what were the principles that supported the why? And then moving out into their practices and using strategies to support that complexity of, of change. So it really it was an incredible process working with the leadership team to support them then leading this change back into their school around and what is powerful learning and having that vision. So the team leaders realised that they, um, there was that sense of urgency because they were going into a new space, but they needed to begin with building, as John Cotter says, mm. that, that guiding correlation, that, that what is our North Star, what is it that we need in order to form a strategic vision and initiatives that, that break out through that space. So it was, it was an incredible process in the school have felt that that ownership was completely within right from from the ground up and in the wider community to the students the teachers the staff mm. the community the iwi everyone had a voice in building their vision and just building on that uh, last part you mentioned about the voice it's always one thing that we i guess as leaders we say hey click the voice but the big thing there that i really like from that story is that yes you click the voice from the students the teachers the leadership the community and even in this case the iwi as well which are all really important but you took that voice and you actually uh, showed hey your voice is valued and this is your uh, your plan this is your school this is your setting as well in this case and you've actually said right, who owns this and you've actually said hey your voice is collected 
this is how you've been involved. So you've got that kind of shared ownership and it's actually, and even in some cases, it's been the students leading the things or the community or the iwi uh, leading that. Now, to finish off, just thinking about supporting or developing leadership capabilities within early childhood centres, schools, or even tertiary settings as well, what suggestions do you have or what support would you put in place? I know there's quite a bit, but what would be some of your key things that you would put in place? Absolutely. To form a vision, mm. there has to, you have to start with the why. Sure. why. Why, if leadership is starting to think about developing their leadership capabilities, they need to start looking at why and what and how do effective leaders lead change, especially complex change. Yes, there has to be ownership from leaders. There's that old saying, what is it, leaders grow great leaders, not good followers. <laughs> so collecting voice and, and having people support you along the way is, is really important. So having the team there, building strong leadership teams is, is really important. There is that distrib- distributive leadership is, is quite yes. important now as, as change is becoming more and more complex. Definitely... Leadership is is an ongoing professional and personal development. I would always suggest that PD is is ongoing for leaders, mm. and and you become a leader of learning as well, and love to love to learn again. I think as, as a leader, and having and giving opportunities for critical reflection and observations of effective leadership, chance to have round tables and chat with people yeah. who are leading complex change or are potentially building visions and becoming a mentor and a coach as well as I would, would recommend to develop leadership capabilities because you're leading people yes. at the end of the day and people will, will then lead change so that's my suggestions. <laughs> kia ora Ange, plenty to ponder, appreciate it. Kia, kia ora. And to finish off Ange, told your story, you've mentioned some suggestions but the big thing, what has what's been the impacts that you've uh, come across for learners when you think about effective leadership? The biggest impact and, and this was coming from the leaders um, reflecting that the learners were a part of the, the the change and the shift in thinking the learning wasn't done being done to them mm. that the learn that the successful outcomes and the engagement and learning was the huge shift in the results and students being more engaged because they were they were had more autonomy and the entrepreneurial mind shifts were being nurtured mm. and within the school because the, the children could have a say and the, the community could also have a say in what was happening inside these learning spaces. So from the, the, the governance to the environment to the curriculum, the students were, were having a lot more voice. So obviously we, we know that if, if children are, are more engaged, then the outcomes will be more successful. And so it showed us that the, the effective leadership in these schools, and it will be the same for kura and services, is imperative for achieving successful outcome for learners. And so it's it's, it's just another incredible example to say that when learners feel a part of the process, then the outcomes will, will show in that. And being an effective leader and transforming change within schools will have such a positive impact on learners. And, and I think that's at the end of the day, if we can have a positive impact on learners and their whanau is, is why we do what we do. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. 